You're listening to Smogland Radio. Broadcasting from the ocean, Olvera Street, and that one house on your block that's always under construction. Nancy Mesa. Welcome to a new episode of Smogland Radio, a production of Alley Public Press. Remember that this is your news podcast about the city we all hate to love and love to hate. But first, Smogland Radio is made possible by our amazing donors and supporters. If you haven't done so yet, you can still become a supporter at alleypublicpress.org slash donate. Today on the show, we're going to do something a little different. We're really going on a little journey across LA together. We're bringing you six scenes from across Los Angeles from the past couple of months, all recorded or obtained by our newsroom and contributors. And we're starting in El Sereno. Do you hear that sound? That's the sound of a duck. Having grown up in LA, I've seen many DIY and unique home security systems in use. From aggressive signs that read, never mind the dog, beware of owner, to build it yourself fencing, to your nosy neighbors who keep track of everything that happens on the block, to people's pets. Basically, Ali loves a home security system that isn't actually a literal home security system. Cause damn, those things are expensive. And this home security system is a duck that lives outside a house on a busy street in El Sereno. Our audio director, Carla Green, went out to El Sereno to meet the guard duck. She ended up also meeting the duck's uncle. Um, excuse me. Is this your duck? That's my brother. That's your brother's duck? Uh, he's, his name is uh, Julian. He, uh, he's been here for a while. His name's Julian? Yeah. Because, of course, the guard duck would have a name and fans. Okay, I just came to record him because I'd heard about him as like a guard duck who like guards the property. Is that the idea that he's kind of like a guard? I, I would say so because he, he guards the house more than the dogs. <laughs> But he, but he is very friendly. You know, everybody stops by and pets him. Or oh, if they get a chance to. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, he, he's pretty. He's pretty chill. He's been, he's been here. I want to say a uh, year and a half, two years now. Okay. Great. And his name's Julian. You said. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's 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 different. So everybody stops by because you never see a duck in the front yard. You always see dogs or cats and so forth. But yeah, a duck. Everybody stops by. I've never seen a guard duck in my life. Me neither. Until today. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> By the way, Julian doesn't just quack, he also attacks. Or I guess you could say pecks. Yeah, we might have, we might have to take him to the studio. Yeah? And give him an interview. To do an interview? Yeah. That's a really good idea. <laughs> I don't know if Julian would want to. Okay. Shout out to all the family pets out there that play multiple important roles in their homes.
Next up, we're going to Tarzana, deep in the West Valley. We're at a meeting at the Tarzana Neighborhood Council at the Tarzana Child Care Center in a short little building on a dead-end street right next to the 101. There's a police officer there, Senior Lead Officer Daryl Scoggins. He's been giving the Neighborhood Council a presentation on crime statistics. Scoggins said that crime was down, actually, but he and the members of the Neighborhood Council aren't really talking like crime is down. They're talking like crime is an urgent problem, even though their own data and findings show otherwise. Daryl, what can we do about the burglary scenes? I mean, it seems like that, especially south of the boulevard, and it seems that the number is, you know, growing at least, you know, what I see online. And Scoggins has a suggestion of what to do. Vote out Gascon. Do you want me to be dead honest? Absolutely, always. Vote different. They seem specifically worried about burglary, which Scoggins claims progressive district attorney George Gascon has made into a ticket and release crime. A ticket and release on non-violent crime. It's like fishing. Cash yep. and release. By the way, that's not true. There has recently been reform in the cash bail system, but the change Scoggins is talking about wasn't even made by Gascon. And under that reform, burglary isn't even necessarily a quote-unquote ticket and release crime. And by the way, when the courts eliminated cash bail for some offenses, it was an attempt to incarcerate less people, specifically because we are in a county where our carceral conditions have repeatedly been shown to be alarmingly inhumane. Here's a tape of what happened in that meeting, obtained by a public records request from our own city reporter, Elizabeth Joe. I'll tell you what's disturbing, Daryl, and maybe you can expand on the reports. We had uh, a uh, shoplift at a smoke shop on Ventura Boulevard. The owner capped off three rounds, uh, all of which went across the boulevard. Fortunately, didn't hit anybody. We had uh, persons appearing to be about to commit a burglary right on the border of Encino, Tarzana. And the woman inside capped off a number of rounds. Apparently didn't hit anybody. Yeah, fire, that, that's, fire one shot. That's kind of disturbing. People are getting tired of it. Well, the guy on Ventura Boulevard worries me because it was daytime and they did go across the boulevard. Yeah. How many times can somebody be caught and released before? Every time we catch them. So there's no limit. Somebody could do it. I'm non-violent. No. Non-violent. Look, if we've, if we've arrested somebody in a stolen car, took them to jail, they steal another one to come back, and the same officers arrested them again, and went did the process again, and they just get released again. So when you say vote different, is there somebody that's running that is going to change that? Or, I mean, we could vote different, but if nobody that's running is recognizing that and changing their stance on that. You got to remember, Gaston ran on that's what he's going to do if people voted him in. Yeah. Real quick, I don't think all this is appropriate. I don't really care about your political views. I don't care who you want to want us to vote for. It's cops like this that this devil was like, there's a reason why 
Okay, well, listen, I answered the question yeah. of what can you do. So the community started bashing Gaston. There's a reason why Gaston did get elected. A lot of it had to do with race and cops like this. That we didn't. No, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So let's not start calling names. Okay? Stick around. I care about it, Daryl. Thank you. Thanks for your service, sir. Thank you, Daryl. God bless you. Yeah, that was the Tarsena Neighborhood Council talking to LAPD Senior Lead Officer Daryl Scoggins. Hi, this is Liz Drow. I just wanted to say that I reached out to LAPD officials for comment, and they said this incident is actually part of an ongoing personnel complaint investigation. LAPD Captain Brian Wenling of the West Valley Division said in an email that the investigation is open and has not concluded, so he could not provide me with any further comment at this point. The department's PIO also emailed saying that they had no statement, although they said that they are investigating. I also reached out to Senior Lead Officer Daryl Scoggins for comment, but had not received a response as of the release of this podcast. Please keep an eye out for my story about this incident, which will be on the LA Public Press website soon. Next up, I want to take you to Olvera Street. To me, there is nothing more beautiful than Dia de los Muertos in LA. And celebrations at Olvera Street are always extra special. It's when the smell of Copal Sage fills the air as musicians, performers, and Aztec dancers guide participants into ceremony to welcome the dead, our loved ones who have made the transition into the spirit world back to us. And there's one person who's always there, the flute guy. The flute guy is a staple of Olvera Street, not just on this day of celebration, but almost every weekend. With his Andean pan flute, an instrument native to pre-Columbian Peru, Paraguay, and Bolivia, he serenades Olvera Street regulars and visitors with interpretations of popular songs, his own compositions, and old songs he ensures continue to live in our collective human memory. On this day, as we remembered our dead, the flute guy also shared a very special carnavalito composition called El Umahuaqueño. With his mastery of this pre-Columbian instrument, he always makes me feel like I'm transcending space and time. Here's the flute guy. Para los paraguayos significa algo así como para los mexicanos, el son de la negra o el jarabe tapatío. Eso significa para Paraguay. Eh, más adelante le toca esa canción famosa también, el pájaro chihuí. Esta vez del norte de Argentina, de Jujuy, la provincia de Jujuy, exactamente de un lugar pequeñito llamado Humahuaca. Eh, un ritmo muy alegre conocido por todos nosotros. Es el ritmo, ¿ah? ¿eh? Llamado Carnavalito. Le va a tocar el carnavalito más famoso del mundo, titulado el Humahuaqueño. Alguien que nace en Humahuaca es Humahuaqueño. Ya le va.
Now we're going to Bad Dog Compound, a DIY venue right off Glendale Boulevard in Silver Lake. Our correspondent Paisley was there with their dog, Lolly. They were waiting for a punk band called Precious Child to go on. And then the nitrous balloons started to pop and their dog, Lavi, got scared. Here's Paisley. That's just the sound of some air. That's just the sound of some air. That's just the sound of some air. Maybe a balloon will pop, pop, pop. Maybe a balloon will pop. Maybe a balloon will pop. You're safe and sound, I swear. You're safe and sound, I swear. You're safe and sound, I swear. The world's just loud sometimes. The world's just loud sometimes. The world's just loud sometimes. That was our correspondent Paisley and their dog at a trans drag punk show at Bad Dog Compound. And now, hello everyone. We're going just a bit outside of LA, but still in our same galaxy, to a place that I think most people will be familiar with. Reporting here from Planet Earth, um, we're at Joshua Tree National Park. These are my friends, Luna and Fernando. They went star watching in Joshua Tree recently, equipped with Celestron star watching binoculars that I lent them. We're here to watch the Perseids meteor shower. It's a myth that you can't see any stars from LA. <gasps> oh shit, oh my god. <gasps> but sometimes yeah, it's nice here. to get out of the light pollution and smog to recenter and reconnect with the floating rock in space that we inhabit as a species. You really don't have to go that far out of the city to see the Milky Way. And seeing its spiral arms illuminate the desert sky is something I highly encourage every human I come in contact with to see, especially my friends. Here's Luna and Fernando. You want me to say Fernando? Um, just stunned at the beauty that is Joshua Tree. Mm -hmm. All the lights out. It feels like every second. Oh, look, there's another one. Do you see that one? There's one right there. It feels like the stars are getting closer by the second. Yeah. And you see the Milky Way. The Milky Way is right here, huh? You see, we're right under it. We're right under it. So the Milky Way is kind of like big cluster of stars, but you can see the whites of like of our little galaxy. It's so crazy. So we are um we we made it deep inside Joshua Tree up to what's it called? The Trail of Horrors. The Trail of Horrors. <laughs> <laughs> horrors. 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 Not horrors. Horrors. Not horrors. horrors. And then we walked. We took the trail. We took the trail deep inside. Uh, we've been away as much people as we can. 
and we find a cute little spot amongst the this big rock formation in front of us and there's a bunch of plants and Joshua trees and it's like no one around us which is awesome and no light which is cool I know you can still hear some cars pass by us, but rest assured we can still see all the stars and the galaxy is very bright tonight. Mm -hmm. I still see the car. It's so beautiful. And we got Nancy's binoculars. We have, yeah. Nancy's. <laughs> we have Nancy's. We have it's Nancy's. all set up. We have it set up right here. In the wrong direction. Sorry, Nancy. Mm -hmm. We're going to fix it right now, but we're going to admire the stars real quick. Because the Milky Way is happening right now. It's so crazy. I mean, the Milky Way, the, the meteors are happening. And then, so we'll watch the meteors for a bit, passing. And then we're going to look at the Milky Way and the binoculars. But the meteors move so quickly. But it's like a bright stream of light in the sky. And they go, go away. I like this thought. The spots are really nice. The stars right here are crazy. One, two, three. You, you see them? Yeah, it's like perfect one, two, three here. <gasps> There's another one. You saw it? I didn't see it. Down, I saw it from the like, side of my eye. Oh, no. I always wonder where they land, where they go. I feel so envious. Mm -hmm. They get to travel the stars. Yeah, so this this meteor shark comes from a comet. I forgot what the comet's called, but they're little breakage breakages from that comet. So pretty. It's kind of scary, huh? It feels like it just feels like they're all gonna come at you. Yeah. And these super bright ones right here, they're the planets. Mm-hmm. That's such a trip. They do like we are following us, huh? There's so many. One thing that I've always noticed mm -hmm. when I'm looking at the stars, mm -hmm. like I hate when people are like, oh yeah, it's fake, it's a simulation. Like there's no way, there's nothing in this world that can simulate this. Okay, last up on the show today, we're going to Santa Monica Beach with my binoculars again. As I attempt to get away from the city's light pollution for star watching purposes, only to be met by a thick layer of fog and calming waves.
Mogland Radio is produced by Phoenix So and Carla Green. I'm your host, Nancy Mesa. We're a production of LA Public Press, a nonprofit newsroom for Los Angeles. Eduardo Arenas made our music, and Jaime Zacarias made our show art. Special thanks to the Robinson Space, where we record this podcast. Also, we're a newsroom funded entirely by donations. If you like the work that we do, you can support us by becoming a member at alleypublicpress.org slash donate. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, telling your friends about us, or following us on social media. We're on all platforms at Alley Public Press. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you right back here in a couple of weeks for our next episode. Thank you.